Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcasts, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature center paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. And welcome to Nature Spirituality with Selena Fox. Tonight's Nature Spirituality podcast is an encore from August 11th, 2021, where Selena led a multicultural exploration of solar goddesses, gods, animal spirits, and other divine forms across time and around the world. Welcome to Nature Spirituality with Selena Fox. This is Selena Fox, and I'm coming to you live on two platforms, CSNP, Circle Sanctuary's Internet Radio, and my main Facebook page, Selena Fox Updates. Sacred Sun can take many forms, can be worked with in many ways, and tonight we will be exploring sacred sun divinities. I am burning some frankincense, which is an offering to the sacred sun in a number of traditions. And I invite you to call to the sacred sun as a form of the divine according to your own tradition. Sacred Son, Sacred Son, honoring the Sacred Son, Sacred Son, Sacred Son, rejoicing with the Sacred Son, Sacred Son, Sacred Son, attuning to the Sacred Son, Sacred Son, Sacred Son, working with the Sacred Son, Sacred Son, Sacred Son, healing with the Sacred Son, Sacred Son, Sacred Son, thanksgiving to the Sacred Son, Sacred Son, Sacred Son, celebrating the Sacred Son. We call to the Sacred Son as one and as many. Sacred Son that is divine, that is goddesses, is gods, is spirit, Sacred Son, in all your divine forms, we call to you, we honor you, we celebrate you, we welcome you here. Be with us and guide us as we connect with the Sacred Son as Sacred Son Divinities. I first began working with the Sacred Sun as part of spiritual practice early on in my spiritual life, even before I encountered the understanding of pagan. I have found that being outside, watching the sun rise, and watching it set, and during the middle of the day, being out in the sunshine, it's been an important part of my spiritual life. As I grew in understandings about 
different forms of working with the sacred sun, I began being aware of different ways to connect with specific sacred forms of the sacred sun. And I'm going to share some of those forms that I have direct experience working with in this podcast, but I recognize that this is just a small sampling of the many forms of the sun in divine forms. Some of the earliest peoples on planet Earth who created sacred sites that have continued to this day honored the sun. How do we know that? Many of the ancient holy places are aligned with the sun. And over time, some of the lore, the stories, the attributes of different forms of sun divinities have come down to us in the here and now. Many people think of sun gods when they think of sun divinities. And certainly there have been a number of cultures and religions over thousands of years that have worked with the god as sun god. Yet there are also ancient sun goddesses. And you will find that in contemporary America and other parts of the world that contemporary pagan practitioners are honoring the sun in diverse ways. In Egypt, one of the oldest of the sun divinities is the cat goddess. Bost in a more um, benevolent form, and Sekhmet, the lion-headed one, a more fierce form. Some say that Bost is the sun at sunrise and that Sekhmet is the sun at midday in the desert. Yet, in ancient Egypt, there not only was an honoring of the sun in these goddess forms, and these are just some of the goddess forms, Isis or Aset, an all-goddess incorporated solar aspects as part of her attributes over time. But there were sun gods, the god Ra or Rhea or Ray, and Horus are two of the more well-known forms of solar divinities that have taken male forms. And those who are practicing ancient Egyptian religion in reconstructed and revived ways today see the sun in some of these diverse forms. And some who are practicing forms of contemporary paganism with ancient underpinnings may pick one of those particular solar divinities as the primary one for practice. In other parts of Europe, other parts of the world, and the Mediterranean, you have, amongst the ancient Greeks, Helios and Apollo. Helios, considered a titan by ancient lore, later replaced by Apollo, who is not only honored by the ancient Greeks, but as the Roman Empire expanded and went not only in Greece, but around the Mediterranean and into northern Africa, including Egypt, that there was clearly an honoring of the ancient God of the sun across cultures, 
and some of the ancient Greek and ancient Roman forms of honoring the sun got intertwined with local customs. Amongst the Romans in what's now known as Great Britain, there is a merging of a sun divinity, Sol or Solus, with Minerva, and at Bath in England, the ancient Celtic divinity of the sacred water was connected with this solar divinity. You'll find amongst Celtic peoples in the past and contemporary practitioners that some will work with Luke as the sun god and Bridget as sun goddess. In other parts of the world, in the southern hemisphere, amongst the ancient Inca people, amongst the Mayans, and amongst those uh, known as Aztec, the sun was an important form of divinity. And a number of those sites, pyramids, have alignments with different solar holidays as a way of depicting the solar divinity. In Japan, in the Shinto religion, you have Amaterasu, the sun goddess, the great Tami, who went into a cave, was lured out at winter solstice and shone brightly. Her lore and her honoring connected with the Japanese people, with the Shinto religion, and with the solstices. In Native America, amongst indigenous peoples in what's now known as the United States of America, it depended on the tribe or the nation as to whether the sun had a god form or a goddess form and was considered a regular form of divinity or was supreme divinity. So you will have a wide range of patterning with that in some traditions that are rooted in Asia, including Buddhism, while there isn't a god per se, some of the attributes of the sun were taking a form in the past and the current times as a bodhisattva, rays of the sun and glowing. And amongst those who um, celebrate the goddess of childbirth and light in the form of a sun maiden, you not only have Lucina from the ancient Roman religion, but she became Saint Lucia in Sweden and other Scandinavian areas and actually was another example of a divinity that continued being honored but shifted from pagan divinity to Christian saint. That was the case with Brige, Bride, Bridget, as well as with Lucina, Lucia, Saint Lucia, Saint Lucy. And Ostara, in heathen traditions, some see her as not only the goddess of spring, but the rising sun. Suna is a sun goddess amongst Norse people. Sale is a sun goddess amongst Lithuanian uh, Latvian, other Baltic and Slavic 
traditions. Her name might have different forms, just as Bridget's name took different forms, depending on the peoples and the period of time. Amongst the ancient Romans, a sun god that actually has roots in old Persia, Mithras. In fact, we have winter solstice as Mithras' birthday, but how Christmas came to be at winter solstice time was largely a result of the merging of some old pagan traditions that celebrated Mithras on December 25th, the time of the unconquered sun, Sol Invictus. As Roman troops were occupying different parts of the Mediterranean realm during the Roman Empire, some of the old Roman religion forms of the divine intertwined with the deities of different locations, and some say that how Mithras came to be an important deity amongst Romans was a result of troops being stationed in Persia and becoming part of Mithraic traditions. These are just a few of the many goddesses and gods that have been celebrated and honored in the past by ancient peoples, but ones that are continuing to be remembered and honored today by the variety of practitioners of contemporary forms of paganism and other paths of nature spirituality. In working with the sun as divinity, I'd like to share with you some things that you might find useful in your own practice. If you are not already aligned with a particular form of sun divinity, it might be as a result of an ancestral tradition that you are part of, or it might be a group or path that you are studying and feel aligned with, or it may be something that rises up through your own studies where you feel an affinity. If you aren't already aligned to a particular form of solar divinity, you may want to begin with the sun as one, sacred sun, we are one with sacred sun, we are one with sacred sun, come and be one with sacred sun, come and be one with sacred sun. I'm using the term sacred sun not only as the name for this series of workshops that I'm doing in 2021, but because it's a way of connecting with the sacred sun, with solar divinity, and a more universal form. So you may want to begin aligning with the sacred sun by working with sun divinity that's beyond gender, beyond a particular culture, that actually work with the sun as the great light that gives life to creatures and plants and humans, gives life to our biosphere here on planet Earth. One way of working with the sun as one is to develop a practice where you spend a few moments 
or longer honoring the sacred sun by that name at least once a day. That might be as the sun rises or as you rise. As you get up going to the east and looking to the sun, unless you're on some kind of night shift in which your biorhythms are different, but being able to rise up and greet the day, raising your hands up, um, certainly to engage in sun worship and sun communion, it's important to keep safety in mind. We're in human bodies and it is not good to look at the sun directly without some special glasses that protect your eyes. Also, in going out and doing sun honoring, knowing that during the middle of the day, the sun has its rays the most intense. So if, especially if you have skin that's susceptible to sunburn, make sure you have um, some clothing, some other kind of protection, sunscreen, um, so that you protect your skin as well. And one of the things that you can do as part of a daily ritual is to greet the sun and to do some kind of sun offering. Now, that can take the form of burning some incense. I have a joss stick of frankincense. And frankincense, and that is from the Middle East. It's a gum resin from a tree. Uh, it's been valued across cultures and across the ages as a sacred incense. In the Americas, in particular, Mexico, Central America, and into South America, there is copal, which is also a gum resin. And you may find that you, if you have more of an alignment with copal, that's another herb of the sun that you can use as an offering. The herb rosemary is an herb connected with the sun, and uh, some may use rosemary anointing oil as a way of preparing yourself for honoring the sacred sun. So you may want to burn some incense. You may want to do an offering of words or of song. I like to chant when I'm honoring the sun and honoring other forms of the divine. I find that chanting not only helps me shift into a more meditative state of consciousness, more intuitive state of consciousness, but it adds a way to have my whole being vibrate with the words, with the sounds that I put forth. So greet the sun, honor the sun, do an offering to the sun, and spend some time not only calling to the sun and doing an offering to the sun, but as you commune with the sun, invite the sun to give you guidance, to deepen your relationship with the sun. And then when you are done giving thanks for your connection, for your relationship. So a good way to begin working with a solar divinity is to work with sacred sun, or some may call it holy sun, or the sun spirit. Good way to begin, and for some people, that is their main practice. 
for myself, I work with the sun as one and as many. In addition to working with this more universal form of sun divinity, I work with specific forms of the sun. One form of sun goddess that I have a strong connection with is that of Libertas, goddess of light and freedom. Now, in the USA and other parts of the world, Libertas is better known as Lady Liberty. Yes, in her Lady Liberty form, she holds a torch, flames, light, and she has seven rays around her crown that she has on her head. Now, some say that part of the inspiration for the creation of Statue of Liberty actually goes back to ancient times, the Colossus at Rhodes, a huge image, actually of a sun god. Some say Helios is that god, the Titan god. And, and essentially, Lady Liberty is iconic for freedom, but also has her roots in pagan antiquity. Not only was she worshipped as Libertas amongst the ancient Romans, and took a variety of forms. She didn't always have a sun crown on, wasn't always carrying a, a torch, sometimes was carrying a, a rod called the Liberty Pole, sometimes wearing a hat uh, called a Pileus uh, that represented becoming free in that society. So my alignment with Lady Liberty is not only as goddess of freedom, but as sun goddess. And some of the work that I've done surrounding pagan civil rights and religious freedom has involved working with her and kindling a living flame, being out and doing sun rituals as a way of strengthening my connection and sending forth prayers to her. I am a priestess of Bast, as well as Libertas, an Egyptian cat goddess, and have an altar to her in my home, just as I have an altar to Libertas. And with Bast, I use the various cat forms, um, some reproductions of ancient cat images that have ended up in various museums and other places um, in the contemporary times. I also work with sun images with her. She was an Egyptian cat goddess, not only of the sun, but also of the moon. And I appreciate that sun and moon dimension of Bast, and that resonates with my own practices because in addition to being a sun priestess, I'm also a lunar priestess. And of course there's Bridget, and Bridget has an equal arm cross that is called a Bridget wheel or a Bridget cross. It's essentially a solar cross. And so one way that some people represent the sacred sun is to draw a circle and put an equal arm cross in the middle. Um, some prefer the Bridget cross because it's a wheel in motion. Now some Bridget crosses have three arms, most have four arms, and they represent the four seasons, and depending on which tradition and which practitioner you talk with, maybe the Celtic fire festivals, Imloch, which is Bridget's time, and Beltane, which some people call May Day, and Lunasa, late July, early August, and um, Samhain, 
which is late October, early November in the Northern Hemisphere. So some say that the four spokes of a Bridget's wheel, a Bridget's cross, represent those Celtic holidays. Some contemporary practitioners see the four branches as being the solstices and the equinoxes. So by whatever um, path you practice, uh, certainly I see the Bridget Cross as a manifestation of her as a sun goddess. I also have appreciated and aligned with Helios and Apollo some of my earliest understandings of paganism were rooted in monks' ancient Greek religious traditions. One of the images that I have used in my own meditations is that of a sun divinity going across the sky in a sun chariot. Across cultures and faith traditions through the ages, sun goddesses online here. It may very well be a result of, of the fact that we had storms right before going on the air here. And I uh, give thanks to our uh, podcasting team, David and Jeanette Ewing, for um, engineering and managing the station and getting me back on the platform. So there's a variety of ways of connecting with sun divinities. You can work with a particular one, and if you do, my suggestion would be to, number one, create an altar, two, find an image, at least one image, and you can go online and find a number of depictions. I invite you to also, number three, do some research on a particular solar divinity that you seek to deepen your relationship with. And by doing so, you will be having your learnings and your spiritual practice all complementing each other. And then, of course, do some ceremonies at the altar, calling to the divinity and inviting the divinity to be with you, to guide you, to teach you. Doing an offering, an incense is a good offering. Kindling a candle as a way of connecting. Uh, you might have a variety of sun images in addition to images specific to the particular divinity that you're working with. I have a Moravian sun image that I have is part of my rigid sun altar that I have in the east part of my home. It's right next to my front door and some windows that allow the sun to come in as it rises every morning. So in addition to having some images specifically of Bridget, I also have some other sun images that reinforce and complement my connection with Bridget. Yes, in my home I have a Bost altar, a Bridget altar, and a Libertas altar, and a Sacred Sun altar, which is also in the east part of my home. And with that, I have a more androgynous, more universal kind of sun image. Um, one image that I use in connection with summer solstice events, 
for those of you who are tuning in through Selena Fox Updates on Facebook, this is one of those more universal sacred sun images. Something else that you can do as part of your way of aligning with a particular form of divinity is to pick a particular time during the day or time during the year where you focus specifically on that divinity. Some prefer to work with solstices and equinoxes. Some prefer to work with the rising of the sun. And actually, when one celebrates one's own birthday, you have gone a year around the sun, and that can be a fabulous time for connecting with your solar divinity. In addition to working with the divine as goddess, as God connected with the sun, you may find that you may be more suited, depending on your path of nature spirituality, of working with the sun in a non-anthropomorphic iconic form. So what might that be? It could be a flower. It could be a tree. It could be an herb. That That is embodying sacred sun for you. Out of the various plants that are in bloom during the summertime in Wisconsin, one of my favorite plants of the sun is the sunflower. And there are different types of sunflower. What we have growing on our prairie and I have growing in the wilds around my home in a clearing in a forest is a wild sunflower. And it's fabulous as I look at the sunflower. I not only am reminded of the sun, but it reminds me and it aids my memory of the different facets that the sacred sun can take. So you may want to have some type of vegetative sacred sun image as a focus of your attention and devotion. Some people who are practitioners of one or more forms of multicultural shamanism going between the worlds, the underworld, the middle world, the upper world. It's a common theme. And while the word shamanism actually has its roots in folk religion and traditions from a part of Asia, it's now gone into common language as a more universal term. But whether that's a good thing or not depends on who you talk with but I'm using it in its more universal form. And with a shamanic path, one does journeying work and may have a particular form of a sacred sun force that one works with as an ally, as a guide. In particular, many paths of contemporary shamanism as well as some old traditions of folk religion around the world, particular creatures have had associations with the sun as sacred. The lion. And not only do we have lion as sun goddess Sekhmet in old Egypt, some of the old goddesses in, from the Middle East, Kibel or Sibyl, often was depicted as seated on a throne, an earth mother with two lionesses on either side of her. 
So you may find that a particular type of creature that has been historically connected with the sun in one or more cultures might come to you as part of spiritual practice. And that might be your main form of connecting with the sun. Certainly a number of birds have solar connections. The falcon in the ancient Egyptian religion was considered a manifestation of the sun divinity, sun god. One of my favorite solar creatures is the eagle. And the eagle that flies high is seen as a messenger to a whole pantheon of the divine in some traditions. And so the eagle has a long history of association with the sun and divinity. There are different forms of the eagle around the world. And in the United States, we have the bald eagle, which is pretty much a North American thing. And so there's different forms of birds. I see the hummingbird as connected with the sun, not only because of its vibrant colors, but it enjoys getting nectar from flowers blooming in the sun. And of course, we have butterflies. And monarch butterflies, in some traditions, are linked with the sun. As are fireflies, even though they become visible at night when the sun has set. In addition to working with the sun in divine forms, creatures, and plants, there are a variety of sacred stones that have solar connections. The sun stone is one of those pyrite glistening. The one that I use the most is citrine, which is a yellow kind of quartz crystal. And at the Pagan Spirit Gathering several years ago, pre-pandemic, we had citrine crystals that we energized as part of our main summer solstice ceremony as representation of the sacred time and the sacred sun that we then shared with others who had taken part in ceremony. In addition to working with divine forms, creatures and plants and stones and goddesses and gods, and as the all-one sacred sun, there is the sun that dwells within us. We enjoy sun as humans here for the light and the warmth. Sun is connected with prosperity, with success, with well-being, with vibrancy. And so we have the sun spirit, the sun soul that is indwelling. Many envision humans as connecting with that sacred light in a form of sun icon, radiating out beams of light being radiant with the power of the sun. So different forms of connecting with the sun. And for those of you who work with oracle cards and tarot cards, uh, many oracle cards will have some solar imagery on one or more cards, in the tarot deck that most people, there's so many different forms of tarot, but 
typically there is a card called the sun. So working with that particular card, it's a way of working with sacred sun. In many decks, it takes a more gender-neutral form, so sun spirit form or sacred sun form. You're able to connect with the sun as part of the journey of the major arcana, which is a journey through life. Some find it helpful to create a sun altar that represents one's connection with the sun, and if you are in a path that has a multicultural pantheon, then it's appropriate in your altar, a more sacred sun universal altar, to have some representations of the different forms of sun divinities that you work with. And you may want to have some sun images, sun charms, and other art as part of your sun altar. Some, instead of creating an altar on a table or a shelf, um, will have some type of sun catcher in the window. Uh, this might be a lead glass crystal that's faceted so as the sun comes in, it has little spectrum colors of light all around. Or it might be some piece of stained glass that has the colors of the rainbow in it. Uh, my husband, Dennis, uh, is a stained glass artist, and early on in our time together, he was more active in working with his stained glass work, and he created a sun catcher that not only had the spectrum colors around, around the circle, but in the very center, a spherical um, lead glass crystal. So working with the rainbow is a wonderful way of connecting with the sun as divine. So in this next part of our time together, I'd like to guide you on a journey, an inner journey to connect with the sacred sun. So if you are able to do so, find a comfortable place to sit or lay down where you can hear the sound of my voice and have dispelled distractions around you and spend a few moments settling in. And if you are tuning in but not able to do a meditation at this time because you're multitasking, well, I invite you to tune in to this meditative experience as a kind of sacred many opportunities to connect with the sacred sun. And, oh, sacred sun, help us with our connectivity tonight. Many thanks and many blessings. So in the next few moments of quiet, find a comfortable place to be where you can minimize or eliminate, if you can, distraction through other devices and everything, Turn off sounds of notifications and ringer on your phone and that type of thing. And then taking some deep, slow breaths, relax yourself. And as you're taking deep, slow breaths, Imagine a ring of radiant light around you. Create a sacred circle for blessing and protection and to use as a focal point for relaxing and returning on this journey.
And now in the next few moments of quiet, and you can speak it out loud or sing it or whisper it, join me in a chant. Sacred Son, Sacred Son, Sacred Son, guide me. Sacred Son, Sacred Son, Sacred Son, guide me. Sacred Son, Sacred Son, Sacred Son, guide me. Now, lowering your gaze or closing your eyes, in your mind's eye, see a radiant sun disk before you in a way that is safe and effective for you. The sun disk is a representation of the sacred sun. As you gaze into the sacred sun, the disc representing sacred sun, invite the sacred sun to guide you with imagery, with words, phrases, sensations. And in the next few moments, as you gaze at the sun disk, you see a beautiful swirling light in the disk. And an image appears in the center of the disk that is a form of the sacred sun that has come to guide you in sacred sun attunement. Silently speak the words, Sacred Son, guide me, over and over as you gaze into this form of the Sacred Son that you are connecting with. sacred sun now creates a swirl of sacred sun light shifting from the form that it appeared to you as to a symbol that you can work with to strengthen your connection with sacred sun divinity. Gaze at that symbol, get a sense of that symbol. And give thanks. And that symbol now takes the form of an amulet and comes from the disc to your heart area, imagining you are wearing it as a kind of necklace, amulet around your body, with that amulet being in your heart area. And as you gaze at the sun disc again, the sacred sun appears to you 
in a guidance form again. And invites you to receive healing rays of the sacred sun divinity. And if you feel it is appropriate to do so, welcome a solar ray coming from the disk, from your guide, into your amulet, into your whole being. Let the healing, renewing, energizing power of the sun flow into you, into your amulet, into your whole being. Becoming more vibrant, experiencing joy and strength and well-being. Be with that image for a few moments and with that sensation. And then give thanks to the sacred sun. And as you imagine you putting your hands to your heart, you take the amulet that was given to you into your whole being. You raise your hands up or imagine doing so to the sun disk, giving thanks. And if it feels right to do so, inviting the sacred sun to deepen connections with you. And then imagining that sun disk going into the center of your forehead, your third eye, glowing with radiant light of insight, empowerment, and wisdom. taking in all that you experience, integrating it within yourself, and then giving thanks with a chant. Sacred Sun, thank you. Sacred Sun, thank you. Sacred Sun, Thank you, sacred sun. Thank you, sacred sun. Thank you. Be in me, be with me. Guide me, teach me. Aid me in my work with sacred sun in my life, in my connections with the greater circle of nature of which we are all part, so mote it be. And as you complete your prayer of thanksgiving, experiencing that ring of light around you, you draw that into yourself, opening your eyes, raising your gaze, moving your body, becoming more alert, recognizing that when you feel called to do so, and this could be part of your daily practice, you are able to work with the sun imagery that came to you with the sun guidance that came to you, with sun sensations that have come to you from this meditation. And you can work with this meditation or adapt it for your own particular practices. 
Let us give thanks to the sacred Son as one. Thanks to the sacred Son as many. The sacred Son in goddess, in God, in creature, in plant, sacred sun, stone, and other sacred forms. Sacred sun, we thank you. Sacred sun, we thank you. Sacred sun, we thank you. And I give thanks to all of you who have joined me live and those of you joining later through my Selena Fox Updates Facebook live stream, which will be archived on my Selena Fox Updates uh, main page on Facebook, and all of you who joined at CSNP, the audio podcast, via Blog Talk Radio. And thanks again to our whole podcasting team, and in particular to David and Jeanette Ewing, who are Circle Sanctuary Ministers in Northern Virginia, that help me with this show every week. And I call out also to Deborah Rose, to Laura Gonzalez, and to the Ewings, who are the other podcasters, and to Jules and Laura and Casey for social media help, and to Bob, um, who also works with our website and our YouTube channel. So all of you who have joined in, many thanks. Many thanks for your comments to the live stream feed, and may you be blessed with the sacred sun now and in times to come. So be it. Lou of the sun, lou of the sky, lou of the summer days gone by, lou of the harvest corn and wheat, Blue of the blazing heat King of the people, friend of the sheep Father of heroes, son of the sea Giver of vitality, Lord of the dances he Lou of the long arm, Lou of skill Lou of courage, unbending will Blacksmith forging the battle spear Warrior revered King of the people, friend of the sheep Father of heroes, son of the sea Giver of vitality Lord of the dances, he Lou of a lightning, Lou of a storm Swift and steady with thunderous roar Lou of blackened sky and rain Power of hurricane King of the people, friend of the sheep Father of heroes, son of the sea Giver of vitality Lord of the dances, he Handsome champion, eternal youth Fearless leader of strength and truth Host of games, of field events, and feasts filled with merriment. King of the people, friend of the sheep, father of heroes, son of the sea, giver of vitality, lord of the dances, he. Masterful bard, honey-tongued, musical loo, the shining one, plucking harp strains of sorcery, golden poetry. King of the people, friend of the sheep, Father of heroes, son of the sea, giver of vitality, Lord of the dances, he. Lou of the sun, blue of the sky, blue of the summer days gone by, blue of the harvest, corn and wheat, blue of the blazing heat. King of the people, friend of the sheep, father of heroes, son of the sea, giver of vitality, Lord of the dances, he. Lord of the dances, he. Lord of the dance is he. And thank you for joining us on the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast, presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow the Nature Center paths. Join us here throughout the week for various programming connected to the community around the world. And please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. 
And follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites, such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. And until next time, many blessings. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.